Well, hello and God bless you. Welcome to BlendCouragesYou.com, where we are here with the word of the Lord to help keep you encouraged to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blend, and as per usual, I am blessed to be here with all of you on this episode number 217 of our podcast. Well, BCU family, we were together last time and we talked about racism and love. And we're going to follow that up with a part two. So please take this time to go ahead and get your Bibles, your notebooks, something to write with, a snack, and settle on in. Blend encourages you, it's coming to you with love and revenge. That's what's coming up next. All right, BCU family, we are going to get into our podcast content momentarily. Right now, I would like to establish protocol. So if you are a longtime listener, thank you so very much for being here. We certainly do appreciate you. And if you happen to be a first time listener, you know what? Thank you so much. We certainly appreciate you being here as well. And I'm going to ask you to consider right now making our relationship permanent. So wherever you are listening from, if you're on the blendencouragesyou.com site, if you're on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, on iTunes, or now known as Apple Podcasts, or on SoundCloud, wherever you are listening from, do me a favor and go ahead and hit the subscribe button. That's all you have to do, and that gets you in as an official part of the BCU family. Welcome. All right, everybody. So the last time we were together, we talked about love and racism and can those two things coexist, especially in the people of God is where we're we're talking about. And of course, that answer is no. If we are born again Christians, if we have repented and are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of our sins, and if we have the Holy Ghost uh, and the evidence, the initial evidence of the Holy Ghost is speaking in tongues as the Spirit of God gives utterance. That's initial. It's not the only evidence, but it's initial. If we have all of those things, if we have Jesus down, living down on the inside, then we have no claim to be racist at all. And we talked about how challenging uh, it can be in this current climate that we're here in June of 2020 with so much racial tension uh, hanging around all over the world, especially right now in the United States uh, with so many murders that have happened uh, over the last few months. And how even as people who are steeped in the word of God and that know the Lord can actually start to feel a little... Uh, we can start to feel a little hatred if we're honest toward people who are unlike us, especially toward those who express viewpoints that have bigoted or racist tendencies. I have to share with you all that on one of my social media accounts, I saw a couple of things that just it ruffled me a little and some of these folks and I'm not going to call them out. I don't feel led to do that. Some of these folks I've known for years and it's interesting that when pressure comes, 
you see who a person really is and what their thought processes are. And it is in those moments when we see things that are unlovely that we have to, we are commanded to love the people anyway. And Matthew chapter five, verses 43 through 48 bears witness that we are to love our enemies, bless them that curse us, do good to them that hate us and pray for them that despitefully use and persecute us. And that's Matthew chapter five, verse number 44. And while we do what the word of God says, because it's always right, it's in error and it's perfect. That does not mean BCU family. And I want to be very clear that we don't speak up. It doesn't mean that we take down. It doesn't mean that we don't speak up for injustice or that we don't help to educate someone that might be unlearned or is short-sighted in their viewpoint. It doesn't mean any of that. And of course, we need to be led of the Lord to do or say anything. So if we're led of the Lord, it's always going to be perfect because he's perfect. What tends to happen is, is that we can get into our feeling and our feelings and emotions and respond emotionally. And that what that's what gets us into trouble. I am sure that you all can think of some emotional decisions that you've made. I know that I can think of a few myself and they were not the best (laughs) when all was said and done. It's like, what was I thinking? So we want to be sure that as we are addressing these situations, if the Lord tells us in which to do so, that we do it so that God is indeed glorified. And if we do that, Uh, then he will be glorified and he will be honored. And quite honestly, uh, verse number 45, I just thought about this in Matthew chapter five says that if we love our enemies, if we do bless them that curse us, do good to them that hate us and pray for them that despitefully use and persecute us. The Bible lets us to know that we will be the children of our father, which is in heaven. And he makes the sun to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the just and the unjust. And what that means is, is that God is going to take care of it. And that's really the basis of what I plan to talk about here today is, is that God will take care of who all is doing things that they're not supposed to. And that can be a challenging concept to get our heads around because our tendency in most cases, and and I'm not speaking about everybody, but just generally speaking, that when we are offended, whether it's someone that intends intends to offend us, whether it's directly or indirectly, or maybe something that's more, I'd like to say, composite, meaning that you you see things over and over again, such as a news podcast or the news podcast. broadcast that I was referring to last week, when you start to see things over and over again and hear stories and, you know, you see the families crying and uh, you see the, the, the home going services and the funerals and all those kinds of things, you know, when you start to see these things and they start to pile up, uh, sometimes we can feel like we want to exact revenge. And when that happens, because that, that's just part of our old nature, it's part of, of who we are, or as far as being born in sin and shaped in iniquity. And again, if you've got the new nature, there's a struggle. 
we really have to turn to God. And, and I'm really speaking right now to the people that, that know the Lord in his fullness, that we really BCU family with God's grace. We have to turn to him because what happens is, is that if we start to ruminate too long on things, if we start to look too long at things, if we're thinking about the wrong things, our hearts and minds can get very hateful uh, quickly if we're not careful. So let's go over a few more scriptures that talk about the love of God that he wants us to display to everyone. And then let's talk about the vengeance piece. So let's go to the word of God. Once again, we're going to leave the book of Matthew and let's go to first John chapter two. And we're going to do verses 10 and 11. First John chapter two, verses 10 and 11. And I did not know that John had so much to say about love. Uh, and again, this is first John, but this was absolutely amazing and blessed my heart. And I pray that it does the same for you. All right. So first John chapter two, starting at verse number 10, he that loveth his brother abides in the light and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. But he that hates his brother is in darkness and walks in darkness and know if not whither he goeth because darkness has blinded his eyes. And when we think about the New Testament and especially these epistles, these letters, this is written to the people of God. So the Lord wants to wants us to guard our hearts when it comes to hatred, because it happens. Things happen. We're offended. We see things. We experience things. We go through things. So knowing in his infinite wisdom that things will happen, the Lord wants us to know that if we hate someone, that we are in darkness and we know that Jesus is the light. There is no darkness in him. So if there's darkness, that that means that we're not doing what God's saying, but we're actually yielding to the flesh and to the enemy. And there's nothing good that ever comes out of that. Let's go a little bit further in first John. Let's go to the third chapter now and check out verses 14 and 15. We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. Now, right there, that's sobering because if we are starting to feel that way and sometimes these feelings will creep up, we've got to check them with the Lord because otherwise, if we continue to stay there, that we are abiding in death and death in this case means that we're going to be eternally separated from God. So that means that we don't, we don't make it into heaven, BCU family, um, that we have to go to the lake of fire and it's not worth it. It's not worth it. And we'll go on. Verse number 15 uh, just sums this up and says, whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer. So hate is equivalent to murder. BCU family, my Lord. And ye know, John goes on to say that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. So if we are feeling hatred, it means that there's no eternal life. And again, that spells the lake of fire and is the person that we are upset with. Is it worth us losing our soul over? And, and I have to say it is not, it is not. So 
Let's go on a little bit more because I understand the feeling. I, we get it. We, I, I definitely get it. We, we really have to turn it over to the Lord. Let's go even further because this is so sobering. It's so sobering. Let's let's continue in first John and let's now go to chapter four and take a look at verses 19 through 21. Okay, verse number 19 says, we love him because he first loved us. Verse 20 says, if a man says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And then verse 21 goes on to say, and this commandment have we from him that whoso loveth God loves his brother also. And what's interesting about that again, BCU family, is that we have to love at all times. And it's this applies to everyone, especially those who are unlovely. So now that we know that hating and murdering are the same thing, Let's talk about where sometimes that hatred will take us and that's in a place or takes us to a place of vengeance or revenge. Now, before I read some scriptures on that, I'd like to just quickly define the word revenge or vengeance. And what it says is the definition here that I have is that it's justice that's executed out of a sense of injury or out of a feeling of indignation. It is self-gratifying and vindictive. Now, when you think about that BCU family, self-gratifying, vindictive love, I'm sorry, self-gratifying, vindictive hatred <laughs> or vengeance. When we think about that, what the, the scripture that we're about to read is saying that we're taking matters into our own hands. We're doing what feels good to us and God is not glorified. Let's get the scripture and then let's get back to that definition and put those two things together. Let's go to Romans chapter 12 and I'd like to start at verse number 17, Romans 12 and 17. Recompense no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Second time the Lord has said all men. Verse number 19. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. So, the Lord is letting us know that he's going to take care of things. And let me just get this last scripture and I'm going to skip down to verse number 21, Romans chapter 12. And it says, be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. And we can see that that lines up with Matthew chapter five. Now, 
Remember that vengeance is vindictive, okay? And that it is self-gratifying. So when we go to destroy property, to turn over cars, to burn things up, to hurt other people because we are wronged. When we take those matters into our own hands, when we start to say things about people that are, how do I want to put this? unflattering that group people into one category that start to name people out of their names. When we start to do those kinds of things, those are all forms of vengeance and in our flesh and in the short term, it helps us feel good. And someone said that to me one time we, we were talking and I, I don't remember if they had called someone a name that was was unflattering or, or they were threatening to want to punch somebody. I, I, I don't remember the exact conversation, but I remember the question and I, I remember the Lord had prompted me to ask this person a question and said, well, what is that going to do for you? And they said, it's going to make me feel good. And this person knows the Lord and we all have areas where we need to do things differently, myself included. And the Lord wanted this person to hear themselves, to, to, to think, you know, it's going to make you feel good temporarily. How is it going to make the Lord feel? How is the Lord going to, what is he going to think about what you've done and how you've done it? And can you stand before God and justify why you hated on someone that he made in his own image, why you mistreated someone who is made in his own image, why you did not pray for them, why you didn't do good, why you didn't bless them, why you didn't love them. And again, it does, it's not to say that we don't speak up or say what thus says the Lord and in whatever situation is happening. But God is going to hold us all accountable for what it is that we have done or not done according to his will. And that's for everyone, BCU family. So let's even let's go even more in the scriptures when it comes to that. I think where I want to take you on now. Let's there, let me see. There's two places I want to go. Let, let me just quickly go to Luke. Let me go to the book of Luke, chapter 18. Verses six through eight. And you want to read this from the beginning, but for time's sake, I'm going to have to just go to verses six through eight and verse number six. And this is Jesus talking. And the Lord said, hear ye what the unjust judge says. And shall God not avenge his own elect, his chosen people? That's what elect means. Eclectos is the Greek word for that. And that means chosen, which cry out day and night unto him, though he bear long with them. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. And what the Lord is saying here is that I see what's happening. I hear what's going on. I know you've been crying out to me. 
I know that this is wrong. I know that you're hurting. I know that you don't understand. I know that you don't get it. I know this is uncomfortable. I know this doesn't feel good. Whatever it, it is, I will take care of it. And we have to, with God's help, BCU family, trust that God is going to take care of things in his way and in his timing. And until he does that, he will give us specific instructions as what to do or not to do. And if we don't know what to do, we can again go back to Matthew chapter five. We can pray, bless, do good <laughs> and love. That's what we do until the Lord gives us further direction. And this is going to take the, it's going to take the Lord to help us to do it. And he absolutely can help us if we allow him to. So let me get ready to wrap up with a final set of scriptures to just let you know that God is going to take care of things. And that while we are thinking about what we should be doing and, and exacting revenge, Let's think about what God has to say even further. Let's go to Colossians chapter three, verses 23 to through 25. Okay, one of my favorites. And whatsoever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not as unto men. So whatever we're doing, we're doing it as if we're doing it unto the Lord. So we want to think about if we are saying or doing anything, we're not doing it to people. We're doing it to the Lord. Verse 24 says, knowing that of the Lord, you shall receive a reward of the inheritance for you serve the Lord Jesus Christ. But he that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong that he has done. And there is no respect of persons. So God is keeping excellent records on everything that has been done, BCU family. And we don't want to be found among those who are doing things the wrong way. Let's trust God to execute judgment in his own way in time. Amen. Amen. All right, BCU family, I would love to hear what you think about what we've talked about. So if you're not already on the BlaineCouragesYou.com site, please make your way here. Go to the comments section and let's continue our conversation. This is Blen from BlaineCouragesYou.com signing off. Thank you so much for listening. And Lord will, until the next time we are together, may our amazing God continue to bless you, keep you, Make his face to shine upon you and give you peace as you stay on the wall.